Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, High Highs and Low Lows. I'm your host, Marian Grace. And before I get into today's episode, today's episode, I just want to say thank you guys so much for all your kind words on last week's episode. It really means so much to me when you guys take the time to tell me how much you enjoy the content that I produce. So it just means a lot because I I always worry that like the things that I talk about, no one really cares. But no, you guys really proved to me that, um, and I'm really trying hard not to say um, but it just like, it just comes out. Okay. Anyway, so I'm really trying hard to produce things that not just I enjoy, but that everyone else around me and who stumbles upon this podcast actually enjoys as well. And I can't emphasize that enough that I feel like producing not just for myself, but just for other people who can relate and actually find some entertainment or common ground. Like I, I just love that idea. So of course, I'm not going to stop. I love like I just love realizing how much my words have meaning to people. (laughs) And it sounds so sappy. And I started off so sappy. But guys, thank you so, so, so much. I really love you guys. And I appreciate you all. Anyway, speaking of you guys, I hope you guys are all doing really well right now. Um, I feel like I feel like I'm hanging in there. Um, (laughs) I'm like hanging on by a thread sometimes. Um, I've been watching this show lately that I think is really good, but I'm still confused about it. I know that sounds weird, but do you ever just watch a show because the concept is so good and you watch a few episodes and you're like, yeah, you know, this is pretty good. I think if I stay a little bit longer, it'll probably get better. And I'm like still there. Like I'm caught up, but I'm not sure if I love the show or if it's still confusing me, which I guess it's the latter because <laughs> I I don't know. But anyway, the show that I'm talking about is the show called Run on HBO. And I stumbled upon it. I don't know how, but I did. And it's basically just about this guy and this girl. And basically, they made a pact, like when they were in college, that if any, if either one of them texted or messaged each other, run, I guess back then it would be email, but if they told each other run, they would stop wherever they were and... Well, the other person would have to make sure they text back run to just confirm that they're both going to run. And then basically they would meet up, stop what they were doing, meet up at Grand Central Station and basically travel across the world. So it's almost like this instantaneous escapism that they created, like a pack that they created for each other. And obviously they dated, so they're like exes. And I'm not really giving anything away because it's like also in the trailer and it's basically the beginning of episode one, like no more than two minutes into it, they do meet up and it's been like years, like a really long time. And because they're so, they're they're in different places in their life right now. But the fact that they've decided that this was the time to actually do it, basically craziness ensues. So he's in a different stage in his life. The girl's in a different stage in her life. She's got other shit going on. He's got some crazy shit going on. And they're both just trying to still hold on to this attraction that they have for each other. And a lot of drama obviously ensues when you involve love (laughs) and, you know, all those other things. I will say though, 
that both of the characters are really hard to like, in my opinion. They both do pretty shitty things, so it's hard for me to actually be on either one of their sides. You'd really have to just like watch the show. I'm, I don't think I'm giving anything away really, but that's just my opinion. You should watch it and find out for yourself. I love the concept of it. It's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's outrageous. Like you could be like, like you just, someone just going to text me and be like, run. And I'm just going to run. I don't know. And then the, and then the whole like travel around the world thing. Yeah. It sounds fun though. Not going to lie. It sounds real fun. So I understand their, their interest in doing that. Personally, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I think you guys should check it out and then let me know if you like it because I'm still confused on whether or not I like it, but I'm still going to watch it. I think it's only been like a few episodes, so I still, there's still one coming soon. Anyway, oh God, I'm on, I'm going on like a weird tangent right now. I want to talk about the feeling of being burnt out and the feeling of self-doubt because honestly, this is all that I've been feeling lately and not to like be such a downer because I, I, I don't fully think this way. I just get moments where it really hits me hard and I'm just trying to deal with it. And I'm sure everyone else can relate at some point in their lives that they felt extremely burnt out and maybe even suffered from feelings of self-doubt, which again, I don't think anyone or I think that everyone can relate to that. I bring this up because not only did I just recently notice that I was working on a hundred, like I didn't give myself enough time to just relax and enjoy my day to day. I felt like every day that I would come home from my nine to five job, that not only was I working there nine to five, but I would come home and then force myself to do more work, like outside of my job, like creating things and working on my graphic design and just trying to learn more skills because honestly, I feel like I have to. I don't know why I'm like self-inflicting this feeling of having to constantly be doing something, but like I honestly can't shake this feeling and it's driving me off the walls. Like I don't know why I'm self-inflicting this, but it's here. It's prevalent and the feeling won't go away. Like it really won't. And as much as I try to like block it, I kind of have to face it. But yeah, it was so funny. I got like a notification on my CoStar app on my phone. And so every day they give you like a little message every like, like every day they'll just basically leave like something for you to think about. And it was so funny because that same day that I had this feeling in my, in, in myself that am I working myself too hard? And then that same freaking moment, a notification came up and it said, working at a hundred for a long period of time isn't sustainable. And I was like, wow, fuck you, co-star. Cause that shit just dragged me to filth. I was like, wow, okay, I get it. I get it. I can't be working at a hundred. It's just not sustainable. It's not possible mental health wise, emotionally, like I can't think that working at a hundred is going to be good for me in the long run. <sighs> so that's my whole tangent on that whole co-star thing. 
And I just thought it was so funny because I was like literally just thinking that and then co-star just boom, popped that up. I was like, okay, all right, I see how it is. Just drag me to filth. So that really woke me up from this, I guess you could say consistent, like, what is the word I'm trying to find? It's like, not numbness, because I feel like that's an intense word, but like just not thinking about it. I was like unaware of how much work I was putting on myself for no reason. Like no concrete reason other than I wanted to prove something to myself, maybe. I guess. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I set myself so many high standards of achieving. And instead of just giving myself like small goals to achieve in a given day, I gave myself huge goals to achieve in a given week. And I'm like, it's just not possible. I keep doing this to myself and then I wonder why I feel burnt out all the time that I always feel exhausted too. Like every every time I come home, like when I do work and I'm not and I'm in the office because there are some days where I don't have to go to the office and I work from home. But the days that I do work in, in, in the office, I just feel so burnt out after the day. Not just because I have to be there like physically, but I just think when I'm actually in the office, I feel like I have no choice but to fully focus on my work. And then working from home, it's like I have so many distractions and I feel less productive. So I guess when like I'm working from home, I expect way more from myself in all aspects, like when it comes to producing content or planning ahead and setting myself even new goal, like even more new goals. It's like, I expect myself, like, I expect so much more for myself when I am working from home. And then when I'm not working from home and I'm in the office, I still expect more, even though it's like more exhausting for me mentally when I'm at work, because I have to fully, fully, fully focus. And honestly, when I focus on my work, it also helps me forget a lot about the anxieties that are haunting me <laughs> with what's going on in the world because every time I leave my house I'm again reminded of what's going on and how much it affects not just me but my family my friends and everyone in the world and it it literally bothers me because I'm such a sensitive person and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm super sensitive and I am not ashamed of it I think it's important for everyone to understand and be aware of their emotions and feel them instead of suppressing them. I say this all the time, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I feel so much different when I leave my house now. It's, it's a different feeling. Anyway, besides the point, um, this feeling of constantly putting work on myself that technically doesn't really need to be there. Like I, like I should probably give myself smaller things to do throughout the day just so I can feel like I'm still achieving and you know and it's in a more balanced way. I do want to say that I reposted this quote on Instagram the other day or like yeah like maybe a week or two ago and basically um, it said as a reminder some people overfunction, busy themselves and complete tasks when facing trauma, grief, anxiety, powerlessness. Some people underfunction, slow down, internalize, and need rest. Both are valid and respectable ways to cope. 
neither is right nor wrong. And I think it's so important that I remember that in a way that makes sense to me. Like I know that keeping myself busy is probably the reason why I feel so burnt out is because that's how I'm coping with all the stress of what's going on. And now I feel like that's probably a better way of seeing why I'm putting all of these unrealistic expectations that I feel like I need to achieve in a given day or a given week. It's because like I'm honestly just trying to cope with all of this stress. And in turn, it's not a great way. It's I, I know... I know everyone deals with their stress in different ways, but I think keeping themselves busy until you're burnt out probably isn't the best route to go because then you forget about yourself and you forget about putting your own needs first physically too. Like, I think the last time, I can't even remember the last time I slept before 2 a.m. And I would stay up till 2 a.m., or 1am just working on stuff, working on graphic design and trying to get better at it and like watching so many tutorials and practicing and creating things. And I'm, I'm starting to think that I'm using this also as an excuse to keep myself busy so I don't have to deal with all the stress of what's going on. Doesn't It doesn't get any more fucking real than that. And I'm not afraid to say it because It's true. And I have to convince myself that I probably shouldn't do that. Like I I can freely do work without feeling guilty. And I need to stop putting that on myself that I have to do it. Because then I just feel bad if I don't. There are days where when I don't do it, I feel horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't even give myself enough time to rest. I was just telling my sister the other day. I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to constantly do something. Like I need to constantly keep myself busy. And if I don't, if I'm just sitting around, you know, watching TV, I feel useless and I feel like I should be doing something and I feel guilty for just sitting here and watching TV and enjoying relaxation. And she was like, no, like you should do those things. And she she even referenced my own post. She was like, you just said that, you know, It's important to, you know, there's no specific valid way to deal with everything, but giving yourself that self-care time is very important. And I need to do that more. (laughs) I don't know if you guys are also experiencing this. Even if you're not like a creator, like you don't do creative content, even if you're just keeping yourself busy at work or keeping yourself busy doing other things that are constantly preoccupying your time that you feel like you need to achieve it's like take a breather relax everything's gonna be okay and yeah I have to it's crazy because this happens to me periodically in times of stress where I completely burn out myself until I have no choice but to relax and put myself first do a lot of self-care and not and force myself not to feel guilty which is really really hard i wish i could just be like stop feeling guilty but it'll that feeling will always be there and it's just like facing it understanding it and letting it be because it's just a feeling 
and it'll eventually go away. But I have to feel it in the moment and just be like, yeah, I get it. You feel guilty, but bitch, get over it. <laughs> like it's gonna pass. And yeah, I think it's really important to focus on the self-care part, which I always emphasize not just to um, people on the internet, but I also emphasize this to my family and friends specifically because sometimes I feel like we feel obligated to do things that we technically don't have to do. And then we put ourselves like our own needs aside uh, for the sake of maybe others or whatever. And I think I was kind of doing that with the whole keeping busy thing. I was like, okay, I don't need to think about myself right now. I could just, I just need to focus on all of this work that I have to do. And that's not good. I actually, you know, I had to cancel a few plans to talk to friends and, you know, just do social things because I feel like it's important for me to, and this is probably just me, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but I think it's important for me to, you know, distance myself. But I always tell people like when I'm going to, especially my friends, I'm like, hey, I'm going to... I'm just going to need some time alone and focus on myself and get centered again because I really let my mind roam free and I didn't give it time or space to just relax. And the thing with me is that I cannot be in a social setting or like hold a conversation with someone if my mind is somewhere else. Like I hate that. Um, I personally hate doing that to people. Like when I'm having a conversation with someone, I want to be there hundred percent like mentally like I want to be able to really soak in the the moment the conversation and like be present and because I also don't like it when people are like that with me like they want to talk to me but they're not there presently like mentally I hate having conversations with people like that and the thing is like I don't want to do that with other people so I make sure that if I am going to have a conversation with someone or talk with someone, I want to make sure that I'm 100 and that I can be there mentally for that person at 100% or else I will feel bad that I can't give this person my undivided attention. And that's so important to me. I find that I, I really have to give myself space to just get back to the things that matter in a healthy way and not like overexert myself because then at that point I like I really truly cannot talk to anyone because then I'm like oh I'm so busy like I can I can I can I can I can it's like no like I need to learn the balance and I guess that's the lesson here really is the feeling of getting self-inflicted burning out it's like you kind of just have to learn to balance all of it and also forgive yourself heavily because that is how I deal with my stress. And I can't get mad at myself because I guess we can all agree, like, we do some crazy shit when we're stressed out. The next topic that I want to talk about is self-doubt. Because I find that this these two topics, for me at least, tie in together very well. Because the feeling I also think of constantly working hard and producing things also has, has a lot to do with my feelings of self-doubt and thinking that I need to do more work because I see other people and other creatives producing more work. 
So when I'm scrolling through Instagram um, and I see like pictures or posts of things that people that I admire and obviously who inspire me, I see them post and they're like posting every day, if not like every few hours. And I'm just like, how are these people constantly producing content? And I'm constantly comparing myself. And then I start to self-doubt myself because I'm like, damn, like, I probably should be producing more stuff. Like, why am I not posting every hour or posting every few hours? Like, I should be sharing more and showing that I am keeping myself busy because I am technically, a, you know, creator of sorts. So I need to showcase that. I need to stay present. I need to stay relevant. And comparing myself to people who have been in the industry for so long uh, is probably unfair to myself because honestly, uh, I just started out like not too long ago. I want to say like a couple months ago, if not a month ago, uh, where I decided to dabble with some digital art. And I was truly inspired by a lot of graphic designers that I saw on Instagram. And I wanted to do, I wanted to produce something that was true to me that I haven't seen yet. And it's just hard because I'm such a beginner in all of this that I am still learning techniques. I'm still learning styles. I'm still trying to learn what like even my style is. Like I haven't, I feel like I haven't really honed in on exactly what my style is because I'm still trying to learn a lot about techniques and things like that. So the program that I use to create a lot of my art is on Procreate and Procreate seems like such a simple app, but there's so many things that you can create with it that I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what I can produce. And when I look at like all of these creatives and how how well they, they can map around procreate and create such great things, I'm like, no, like I need to already be there. I need to I need to hurry up. I need to consume a lot of um, knowledge so that way I can get on that level already. And the thing is, it's unrealistic. Again, <laughs> it's unrealistic to think that someone who just started out and I you know, I did dabble with art as a, as a kid and as I got older, but not digitally. Like I very briefly, maybe in college, I had like a semester where I dealed with some graphic design, but that was really it. And that was the only time I ever had really ever like done any graphic art. So now that I'm like really fresh with it, I think, oh my God, like I need to be there already. And because I'm not, I doubt everything that I make and it sucks so bad. I might be shooting myself in the foot by talking about this, but I don't care. <laughs> like I, I've been thinking about talking about this all week because I'm just like, it, it's, it's always on, it's always on my mind how much I undermine my own work. And yes, I am new to that realm but there's a lot of people who don't know that and there's a lot of people who don't care, <laughs> you know, like they don't care that I'm new at it. They just enjoy the content. And I think because I've attached myself so much to that concept 
of being new to something that it's not good enough yet that it's, it's it's like inadequate and the thing is like I think so harshly about myself in that way because even like as a writer because I I spent a lot of my life writing and you know getting my work critiqued by teachers and you know even editors like when I worked for online magazines I would get highly critiqued on my writing either really really good or really really bad I wouldn't really know (laughs) until I got the critique back so I it's so funny because I'm used to that critique it still stings not gonna lie it still stings but I always took it constructively and I never really took any in a bad way but when now when it comes to graphic art I take it so wholeheartedly like when someone tells me like like hey like maybe you should change this up or move this around maybe you try a different font things like that I I question myself so much I'm like oh my god they can see right through me I'm inadequate I don't know what I'm doing and the thing is it's like it's just criticism and I can just take it with a grain of salt obviously I'm not like the best but I I can get better, but I'm also not the worst. And yes, people are going to have certain things they're going to say, but it shouldn't hold so much weight on myself that I don't publish what I want to publish. Like I don't, I don't want them holding me back from just showing the work that I have. And that's what I'm really struggling with is this idea of self-doubt and constantly doubting myself and my abilities, which I'm sure, I'm sure anyone who starts something new, they feel that way. And I'll tell you, you're not alone at all in this feeling. If you feel like you need to be at a hundred already, even though you just started doing something new, it sucks so freaking bad. And I can't deal with like this this concept anymore in my head. It takes up so much space. And I think I think a good thing to do would be to mute people. I know I know personally I probably won't because a lot of the people that do inspire me, um I I like seeing their content and they inspire me in other aspects too, not just in art. Like I do enjoy other things that they that they talk about. But if you feel like you're struggling with getting past the whole comparison thing and self-doubt, I highly suggest muting people. I have muted people in the past and then, you know, unmuted people. But yeah, like I I think I might convince myself eventually to just mute them because as much as I want to feel inspired by these people, they are also like the origins of my insecurities in my own learning process. So until I feel like fully equipped to do the work that I find the most fulfilling for myself, I don't think I don't think right now would be a good time to constantly consume their content because I'm still trying to find my footing. And if I'm constantly comparing myself, I can't really find where I'm at artistically if that makes sense, if I'm constantly comparing myself to them. A good example that I want to share from one of my absolute favorite literary figures of all time, one of them, but he is up there, is Franz Kafka. 
And Franz Kafka basically came from a family that constantly doubted him. Um, he grew up to think that he was never going to be good enough for his parents and basically was forced into a line of, or basically forced into a career that he did not find any interest in, but he wanted to do it to please his dad. And he was kind of forced to do it as well. So he was forced to go into law and basically during this time, even when he was little, he loved writing to escape from all of the stress and anxiety inducing things that his father would put him through because his father was basically psychologically abusing poor Kafka his entire life because his dad had like so many expectations of how he wanted him to be and Kafka basically just did all the opposite. So the only thing that really he was forced to do was to go to law school so he did that and even when he was in law school he spent a lot of his time writing and that's where he also met his what his only best friend max broad who is also a writer and i guess they eventually they event he eventually convinced kafka to publish one of his recollections and even though it didn't really receive much recognition it was still a published work and Max thought that his work was worthy of being published. And then after law school, you know, he worked for um, an insurance company and he basically spent his entire rest of his life working for this insurance company, but he still wrote almost every single day and he even wrote some of his best works while he was working at that insurance company. And a lot of his work was left unfinished or just sitting in his um, drawer. Like he never really fully paid attention to all of this work that he was sitting on. And then in 1924, he unfortunately died from, tuberculos tu from tuberculosis. And he basically, he basically died thinking that his work wasn't good enough to be published and he didn't want it to see the light of day. On his deathbed, Kafka told Max that he didn't want any of his work to be published and that Max should burn it. And that was something that he wanted. Obviously, <laughs> Max did not listen and spent the next year after Kafka's death putting together all of his work and eventually getting it published. And... It's a beautiful story because it's beautiful in the sense that even though Kafka spent a lot of his life thinking his work wasn't good enough, it was 1000% good in the eyes of everyone who, who read his work after his death and had no idea who this great writer was. And if it wasn't for Max, honestly, no one would be reading about Kafka. No one, would, no one would even know all of the concepts that Kafka has created that was basically never done before. So it's really beautiful to think about, you know, like in the sense like because it's such a dark story, I, I know, 
but Kafka was an, an was an amazing writer because he spoke his truth in his writing and yes it was dark it was brooding it was you know very surreal and nihilistic but it was also very true to his his actual life and like what he was going through and he was able to like basically manifest all of his his thoughts into great works of literature but it's so sad at the same time to think about how he had no idea that like he truly did not want his work ever to be seen by anyone else and it's sad to think that he died thinking that and that no one cared and no one was going to care and that it was just and that his work was just going to die with him and you know i will say he went like max went against kafka yes on his deathbed but i feel like for such good reason too and like i'm so grateful that we are able to read his work to this day because i've loved his stories they're so dark they're so nihilistic and i love that style because i'm just one of those people who love to question everything and i love to question myself i love to question others i love to question ideas and concepts like it's just something that i've always just been interested in which is introspective introspection and just learning so much about everything especially like with class systems and like society and i love all those concepts and i feel like kafka is able to grasp those things and like create something so different like i can't even explain and why am i talking so highly of him as if he's ever going to hear this anyway um yeah so that's the point i'm trying to get across is just fucking post whatever you want to post and share whatever you want to share that is your work that you should be proud of that you should just literally share with the world life is too short to think that your work is not worth being shown to the world i think either w whether it's accepted or not you did it anyway because you how how would you even know if it's going to be praised or not if you not saying that you need the praise but you won't know unless you just do it and it's so sad because in this situation if Kafka had just taken that leap and published his work anyway, regardless of whether or not people were going to enjoy it, at least he could know. At least he could know that a lot of people actually did and a lot of people actually really fucking loved his work. And it's crazy because they've even made, um, they've even made a concept and a philosophy slash style under his name and under his type of writing called Kafka-esque. So when writers start, when writers make literature that have the same tone or have the same concepts as, as Kafka's writing, it's considered Kafka-esque. So it's crazy that like this guy has had no idea that he would later become one of the most prominent literature figures of all time. And he wasn't able to to be acknowledged while he was still alive for all of those things and it's really sad and it makes you realize that like fuck it man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do whatever and let the chips fall where they may if people 
enjoy it, they enjoy it. And if they don't, they don't. And doubting yourself and undermining yourself too is pretty, is pretty bad. It fucking sucks if you're thinking that you're not good enough and putting yourself down you're missing out on so much and you won't even know that unless you just do and I I don't know how much more I can emphasize that (laughs) and I've learned so much sometimes when I feel like I'm doubting myself again I always think of Kafka (laughs) I know it's crazy to think about but I do think about Kafka and his story and how how much it it's true like you just never know and I don't want to die not having shared all of my work and not knowing if it was and not knowing if people actually enjoyed it or not and not that everyone has to it's just why keep it to myself when I can share it with the world and people can may or may not resonate with that but either way you're somehow making a difference in someone else's life whether that be inspirational whether it just be like anything anything honestly people are so dynamic and complex like anything could inspire people that you that you do that you don't realize so why not just fucking do it oh i feel like i'm yelling at you guys i'm so sorry i just i just feel this concept so heavily because it's true and i have to remind myself that life is too fucking short i think that's where i'm gonna end it now this is where I'm going to end the podcast because I keep saying, I keep, I feel like I'm yelling at you guys and I'm not, I promise you. I'm just really passionate and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. I really enjoyed talking to you guys and sitting here and talking to you guys about it. Um, stay safe everyone and don't forget to wash your hands. Love you guys. Bye.